It's a normal day for a 12-year-old Jewish Ted Lehman, who could have never known how much his life was about to change. He was visiting his grandmother in Zawierce, Poland, when the Nazis invaded. The date was September 1st, 1939, and so he never even got to finish grade school. Before this, Ted was a mostly happy child living a normal life. He was an only child living in a modern city near the Baltic. His father was a newspaper man, and every summer he would go and visit his grandparents that lived a city over. The changes to his life were small at first, having to wear an armband or a gold star to signify you were a Jew. He still went about his everyday normal business. However, in 1941, the first ghetto was created near him, and by 1942, the Jewish people were gathered in the market square, and some were selected to go work at labor camps. By the time he was 15, he was drafted for work as a translator and decided to make it a permanent job, as it allowed him to organize, aka steal things from outside the ghetto. He worked for German Volksdeutsche, who were people with German blood but who didn't live in Germany. He kept this job until he was shift, shipped off to Auschwitz in August 1943. While working as a translator, he lived in a ghetto which he didn't mind much. It was much better than being sent to work in a labor camp. So as long as you didn't anger the German guards, you would be okay. Still, there was starvation in the ghetto, so any food he could organize was precious. There was no doubt in Ted and many others living in the ghetto's minds that Hitler would eventually lose. It was just a matter of being able to survive until then. There were two things that convinced Ted of this. The first one was that Japan bombed Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941, and now the Americans were riled up and they had now joined the war. The second was Hitler's attack on Russia, called Operation Barbarossa, which he thought was the stupidest mistake Hitler made in all the war. Operation Barbarossa and the bombing of Pearl Harbor were two major events that shifted the way the war was going, and eventually led to Hitler's downfall. While he lived in the ghetto, he, selections for camps were still going on, and some of his family got selected. His father was selected for a labor camp after finally meeting up with Ted, so he purposely broke his arm and came back. And one time Ted was almost selected, but he had an SS armband from a friend's girlfriend who was a tailor that saved him because the officer thought he was an SS carpenter. Before he was moved to Auschwitz, he was first moved to a quarantine camp that he stayed at for six weeks. When you arrived at the quarantine camp, you would form a line and either be sent to the left or to the right. If you were sent to the left, automatic death in a crematory. But if you were sent to the right, you were safe, for now. Then you were stripped down to everything but your belt and given a uniform. After six weeks, Ted's Woods was transferred to Auschwitz in a railroad car. It was very crowded in the car, and some people just died there of the heat. Ted recalls this as the scariest moment in his entire life, because all the Jews knew that you didn't come back from Auschwitz. However, he also felt resignation, that if they wanted him dead, his death was inevitable. 
When he arrived at Auschwitz, they were greeted by Kapos, who were German guards that helped run the camps, who told them that they were all going to die anyway, but if you wanted to die later rather than sooner, then you would obey every order you were given there. While in camps, Ted saw other Jews relentlessly tortured by the guards, like by taking their caps and throwing them near the fence. Remember, if you didn't obey the guards' orders, you died. So, if you stepped within five feet of the fence, you were shot for trying to escape. But if you didn't obey the order to pick it up, you were disobeying the order given by the guard, and you were shot. <laughs> and if you were shot, if you shot a Jew from a watchtower, you got a weekend off. The main goal of the Germans were to kill the Jews, but first they had to use them as much to their advantage as possible. While in the camp, Ted had much doubt in his mind. Every day he asked himself, is this the day you want to die or do you want to keep going? But he stayed alive through much perseverance and strong will. He even survived through one day where the Germans took everyone's clothes to the wash and then had them all stand outside naked while it was a cold fall day. And many just died there and fell to the ground, not being able to take it any longer. When they got their clothes back, none of it fit and he spent the entire night trading clothes so his father could have a good-fitting uniform. That was the last time he saw his father, though, as Ted was transferred to Fentaishtin, and his father was refused. He was going to be all alone this time. He was transferred to Fentaishtin in an open lorry with a small group of adult men. He was the youngest of this group. It was an entirely different situation than Auschwitz, and when they arrived, they were stunned. There were no crematories or chimneys, and the place was very small compared to Auschwitz. While in Fimteichten, he worked as an interpreter for the German head trustee, and the Kapos were more hesitant with him since he worked for a German with higher power than them. He also worked in a factory making cannons, which means he was exhausted by the end of the day. While he worked in the factory, Ted and the other prisoner machinists were treated horribly by the guards, which didn't make much sense to him because the machinist controls if the cannon works or not. He said in the interview with the Richmond Holocaust Museum, it is sheer madness to train people with the objective of killing them. He became so good at being a machinist that after the war, when he moved to the U.S., he was immediately able to get a job in the machine shop. He worked in the factory and remained in Fimteichten for a year, before being transferred to Grossrosen. He was in Grossrosen for a very short period of time, but while he was there, it was very traumatizing. The first night, the barracks he was in had two floors, a top tier and a basement. Ted got sent to the basement, and was about to march down the stairs when he just fell six feet down into the basement. He quickly hugged the wall, as all the rest of the group he was in were trampled by the people that came after. There were no stairs through the basement, and now there were just dead bodies everywhere. After his short time in Grossrosen, he was transferred to Hatsbrook, which was a labor camp where they dug tunnels through mountains, which were more like big hills, to put factories in. This was the last camp that Ted went to, as he was liberated by the Americans here. Ted doesn't know when exactly he was liberated, but Auschwitz was liberated by the, by the Allies on January 27, 1945, so it was sometime close to them. This led to Germany surrendering later that year, on September 2, 1945. While at Hatsbrook, 
He got very sick from the dust coming from the tunnels when they dug, and he couldn't swallow food. He thought that he was dead for sure, but he survived and kept working even after not being able to eat or talk. And the first day he had it, he was standing outside the tunnel when a guard approached him. The guard asked him in German, what would you do to us if we lost the war? Not that we're going to. And Ted was so shocked that he just laughed out loud. The guard kicked him down the hill, but Ted didn't care because he was just so happy the Germans were finally doubting themselves. Ted was the only one in his family, to his knowledge, that survived. He might still have a second cousin that's still alive out there, but he never found them. It's very hard for Ted to comprehend to this day that this horrible, brutal thing happened, and he doesn't think anyone will truly understand the Holocaust for many years to come. I agree with Ted that I don't think we will understand the Holocaust for many, many years to come, as I would say it is the most impactful event that has happened in the past decade. His story really moved me, as he worked so hard and fought so hard to survive all of this. Even when he had life throwing curveballs at him, he kept going. I would like to leave you with this analogy I came up with after listening to Ted's story. Life is like a game of dodgeball. People will be constantly trying to throw hard balls to dodge at you. But the more that you dodge, and the more you believe you can dodge, the easier it becomes. Don't let life knock you down. Thank you.